Welcome to Real Success, the podcast for entrepreneurs wanting more. I'm Rob Christie. Executive and life coach Brent Hady will take you on a journey exploring the key pillars of real success, ultimately leading to your best life. Stay connected and experience the success that really matters in business and life. And now, here's Brent with today's episode. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Mark Tellier, owner of Terracraft Auto Center, situated at 118th Avenue and 122nd Street, right here in my hometown of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Now, Tirecraft is much more than tires alone. In fact, Mark and his team provide full vehicle service and maintenance covering all of your needs when it comes to your vehicle. Now, and since stepping into the automotive industry as a teen, he has embraced the value of exceptional customer service. He truly wants every client that comes through his doors to have a positive experience and to drive away feeling happy and satisfied. When it comes to your vehicle, you want trusted advice, knowing that you're not being taken advantage of. And Mark has become that trusted advisor and it shows through so many people continuing as long-time clients and referring their friends and family to him and his team. That level of trustworthiness is somewhat of a rarity in the automotive industry, isn't it? Of course, referrals are important, but that's not the only reason Mark embraces the values he does. No, Mark genuinely cares about people, and it shows in how he conducts his business, and it's ever-present in who he is. Like most business owners, Mark has experienced his share of ups and downs throughout his career. His positive attitude, alignment with his values, and his work ethic have served him well to continue to grow his business, to love doing so, and to be able to balance it with a life that he loves beyond it. So I'm excited to talk to Mark about his experiences in business and his path to where he is today. So without further delay, let's get to today's conversation. So hey Mark, it's great to be here with you today. We've known each other for a long time and it's great to finally sit down and talk about Mark Tellier, owner of Tylercraft Auto Center, and to learn a little bit more about you and your world as an entrepreneur. So... Tirecraft, of course, we know that it is, uh, it's a big focus on tires, but of course, it's much more than tires. So just straight up before we get into talking more about you, tell us a little bit more about your business and, and the kind of things that, that you do and that your business excels at, uh, including tires, but beyond it. Well, thanks, Brent. Um, great to be here today. Um, so first of all, I guess about Tirecraft, I'll say uh, it is where I've ended up in my whole career of being in the automotive business for many years, since about 1984 or so. Um, I ended up working here. It was a, a friend's shop. It's a six-bay automotive shop. We fix and repair all vehicles and, and uh, all kinds of different diagnostics, tires, brakes. We do everything here. We look after someone's vehicle from one end to the other. Um, all of the regular maintenance and all the breakdowns and all the stuff in between. Um, so I started working here about 15 years ago uh, after having spent many years in car dealerships and just through a series of events ended up with the opportunity to purchase the business. So my wife and I bought it 13 years ago. Nice. And, uh, it's been an interesting, uh, an interesting journey. <laughs> Sometimes it's just when that opportunity arises, you look at it and it's the right one that comes along. So um, uh, 
since the early 80s. Uh, I suspect that uh, your connection with cars has gone on with uh, a long time before that. So what, uh, when did you know that you wanted to have a career related to cars? Well, it's, it was really something I was interested in from when I was really young, actually. Um, I would be, I would suggest that when I was about 13 or 14, certainly 15 years old, um, I was already really enjoying and interested in mechanics and taking things apart and putting them together and how do they work and, and it's stuff I tinkered with and played with even from being a little kid taking stuff apart my dad always provided us with when I was small with tools that I could work with him when he was working and yeah. and not not fake tools I I would I think I was about eight or nine years old and I had my own saws and hammers <laughs> and screwdrivers and and uh, it just carried on from there so I was always interested in working on cars so do you ever uh, do you ever take something apart that you shouldn't have that you couldn't get back together and working order again? Oh, yes. Yes. Many times, <laughs> many, many times uh, I did have have that happen. And, you know, to this day, it still happens sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, isn't that the isn't that the sign of kind of the, you know, the the true professional or the, the true inquisitive mind who wants to grow and learn? Right. You got to take it apart. You got to figure it out. You got to put it back together. And sometimes it doesn't work out so well. But you do that often enough that you uh, you learn from those failures, if you will, and, yes. and then you become that expert. Yeah, that's totally true. So um, what do you love most about cars? What do you, you know, well, it's the... funny, I've never, um, I've never been a car collector. I've never had a lot of fancy cars, really. Um, Mostly I had small kids and raised the family and had a minivan and, you know, I never had much money for, for a number of years. Yeah. Uh, so the part I liked about cars is just working on the cars. That's yeah. Yeah. was my favorite thing, working on the cars. How do they work? Why do they work the way they do? Um, I, I spent many years working in car dealerships for over 20 years. So I always got the opportunity to see the latest and newest stuff. Um, and then as I, as I was a mechanic and working through my apprenticeship and, and going through all of that, I found I really enjoyed dealing with the people. Okay. So I kind of moved into a, a shop foreman role where I was dealing with the clients and uh, looking after the, the problems and, uh, you know, solving things and, and, uh, and that's kind of the path I went. So over the years, with all the various cars you've seen, you said you really haven't been a collector, but of course you've owned some different cars. Um, tell tell me about some of the interesting ones that you've either you know maybe you had yourself you know quirky, interesting, cool cars uh, over the years, or that you've you've had um, maybe clients that have brought in and you've had a chance to work on them and thought wow this is interesting for one reason or another well i've i've had a chance to work on some really cool cars yeah i've worked on some bentley's i've worked on wow i've worked on a couple of lamborghinis and did some 
some maintenance and repairs on those. Okay. Um, not really my favorite kind of car to work on. No. Nope. Did, did you <laughs> but, get to test? Did you get to test drive it after to make sure it was running properly? Absolutely. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that was really neat. Um, so I've had had a chance to drive some really neat cars. Yeah. Um, some fun ones that I've owned. I've I've I used to really enjoy. I had a nineteen. I think it was a 1975 Grand Prix, just an absolutely massive boat of a car. Like right. I think the doors were about seven feet long, <laughs> just a two door. That was a cool car. Yeah. Um, oh, I've had a bunch of, yeah, some different trucks and stuff. And, I, and then now that I'm a little older, I finally did get a nice little Corvette that I like driving around in so right and I've seen yeah. you rolling in that one before so <laughs> that's a that's a pretty sweet ride yeah so if you uh you know look ahead and say that you know the the one dream vehicle for for whatever reason down the road that you might want to get what would that be oh. uh you know what I leave that kind of wide open I, I like all kinds of different cars they're um I'm a fan of watching the Jay Leno uh, car podcasts and stuff he does right. on YouTube, the yeah. Jay Leno channel. I love all of the different varieties of mechanical yeah. cars. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily a guy that needs to go the fastest. Um, it's just, it's cool. All the different cars and the different ways that, that manufacturers built them to achieve their goals, right? So it might be less about less about owning and having these different cars and more about exploring the different ones there and maybe getting chances to check them out or to ride them. And yeah. Exactly. Because the reality is, if I talk about owning a, a vehicle, uh, my next vehicle is going to be uh, probably either a three quarter ton or one ton diesel uh, <laughs> so that I can haul around my trailer for the 20 years after I've finished working. It's very practical, right? <laughs> well, that, that's, that's my next uh, big purchase. Nice. All right. So you've turned that love of vehicles, love of working on vehicles into a business. And, uh, and you mentioned a little earlier about, uh, you know, your opportunity to, to buy into to Tirecraft and to, uh, and to grow it. Um, as you have grown that business over the years, uh, what are some of the, you know, some of the challenges, some of the bigger challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them? <laughs> There's been a lot of challenges. Um, as, as there typically are as a business owner. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I guess I can just tell you that I, I've, I've, I've always enjoyed dealing with the, the clients. So yeah. it's made it easy to come to work every day. Um, it took, when we talk about challenges, it took a while to get a handle on making money and being profitable. It was right. sh shocking to find out how quickly you can lose money or how easily you can lose money by poor planning or the market or not hiring properly or, you know, there's there's bumps and hurdles throughout the ownership of my shop. It's, uh, I just keep a positive attitude and I think I always look forward. I never, I do not dwell on 
and negative things that happen. Something happens negative, yeah. you assess it, you make yeah. a plan how to deal with it, yeah. and you move on with your day. And yeah. uh, that's how I've gotten through it and surround myself with really good people at work. Nice. Yeah. You know, and, and it's uh, that, that lesson learned about being able to roll with it. It's uh, it, it really is kind of a mindset that you accept and you embrace. And uh, the more you do so, the more it delivers and the more it delivers, the more you can continue to have that, and keep it going. And uh, knowing you as I have over time, that's certainly something that uh, I've seen <clears throat> your, your positivity around that. And I'm glad to hear that it's, it's continuing to serve you. Um, now, of course, it's not all about the business to you. Um, it's not all about the work. There's, there's life beyond that. And uh, I would love to hear a little bit more about the, the kind of things that you love to do when you're not at work. When you're not focused on on your business and working on automotive, what's what makes Mark tick and and uh, brings joy to your days? Well, you know what, um, we made a move out to an acreage a few years ago, which I absolutely love being at. Um, I guess as we've grown a little older, I'm 55 now. I can say that my circle of friends is not huge. I've got my family, my children, my mother and father, my mother-in-law, my wife's siblings, my siblings, you know, that's, and a couple of really close friends and that's my circle. And especially in this last year, this interesting year we've had. Right, yeah. Even, even become more, more focused on just the smaller group like we all have. Yeah. Um, what I do in my time off is uh, is spend time with those people that are important to me. Yeah. Um, I don't watch a lot of television, so I, I don't have that use up any of my time in the evenings or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I do lots of stuff with my wife. She's kind of fun to hang around with. Yeah. Um, we we all we eat good food. We make neat things. Uh, um what else we do camping we like going in the trailer we we got a holiday trailer so we like going on weekends to different destinations not too far from here but yeah you know within a couple hours of the city and you guys can get out and explore some pretty unique kind of places as well not just your you know same old same old right and exactly and uh, it's funny i hear it advertised on the radio they talk about checking out alberta destinations you've never been to and and mm -hmm. even before that campaign came out, we had made that decision like months ago and we've started going to little towns and yeah. little campsites that you never would have thought were there. And yeah, and, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting. It's been fun. It's, it's uh, an interesting way to see, you know, our, our province, you know, where we live, uh, a part of the world that a lot of people tend to come to as a destination and we sometimes take it all for granted and we get out there and we see some of those unique things. So what's, uh, uh, what are some of the more memorable ones that you've been to the last little while that uh, aren't necessarily the big ones that everybody knows? Well, I, I think I've talked about this with a couple of people, but I was blown away with the little town of Vermilion. What a beautiful little place, uh, awesome campground, uh, beautiful bike trails in, in, in their little river valley um 
the downtown and the stores. It, it was just like, it was like being, I don't know how you, in Pleasantville. It was <laughs> incredible, yeah. you know, the yeah. people walking in the streets, yeah. holding hands and you go in all of the little shops and they're all freshly painted and everything looked great. I was just blown away by the town. And, uh, yeah. and then moving into the next part of the summer, we're going to go do something we've never done before. And we're going to, maybe other people have, but we're going to go discover a little bit of Saskatchewan. We're, we're going east. Nice, nice, yeah. <laughs> well, and there's a there's a a lot to uh, to that province as well. So hopefully you'll find some gems there. I'm sure you will. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So finding the time, creating the time to be able to have these experiences is uh, is is increasingly important to you, as it sounds. Uh, love the fact that the family connection and the family importance and the meaningful relationships that you've got with you know, not only your family, but your, you know, extended into your, into your friends. That's, uh, you know, that's a big part of what really makes it all worthwhile. Um, between your, your working life, your working world, your commitment there, and your your interest um, and desire to to continue to uh, to have the life that you love outside of it uh, is is there any secret to what brings balance to the world that you have and the world that you love and want to have? Uh, what what can you share about about how you're able to do that for yourself? <laughs> I'm going to answer this in a kind of a funny way because I didn't plan to answer this. Uh, I, I would say that probably for me, the biggest secret is having a good partner. Um, I would not be here without my wife and, and her. Um, she's very different than me and she's very organized and she's plans to the future and she has some of the qualities that I probably don't. So it's a balance, that's my secret. Um, a compliment. I, I will go jump off the edge and see what happens. Yeah. And she will plan to make sure we land safely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't nice. know, that's that kind of the way it is for me. <laughs> That works out really well then. So yeah. <laughs> each each has your strengths, each has your potential. I don't know if we necessarily say weaknesses, but where the other one will, like you say, be there to uh, to support you of her, her of you. Uh, it, and it, it is it is real. It really yeah. uh, and the and the older we've gotten, and now that we're getting closer to the part of our working careers, we're we're thinking about how to get out of the work and, and then start the stuff you talk about all the time. What are you going to do when you're done working and what, how's, what's that going to look like? So we're, it's, it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, well, and, and you kind of beat me to the punch there because that's, that's what I would, I was going to ask you next was, was, you know, where do you go from here? Things are, you know, things are as they are. Um, what's some of the next steps for for you and your life and and um how do you continue to live more and more of your best life well um i guess for us we're 
we're probably down to the last three or three to five years, I think, to go. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to do, uh, and a lot of it's up in the air. Uh, I'm prepared to work much longer. In fact, when I'm done doing what I do today, I'm not going to just do nothing. I, I am thinking about what I want to do next. Um, and I don't know what that is. I have a number of thoughts. We don't know for sure where we want to live yet. Um, yeah. Where do where do we want to stay in the place we love right now for the next twenty years? That's possible. Yeah. Um, but we may also want to consider exploring a different part of the country. But certainly stay in Canada. I'm not going to yeah. move out of the out of the country. Well, I love the fact that you're that you're thinking about it, and you're already thinking about it, and and that's uh, and that's a huge piece of it, right? The the I think the mistake that a lot of people uh, make when it comes to retirement and, and however they define that is that they focus it just on the financial piece, which of course is important, but they don't spend enough time well in advance of that transition to say, now what? And what am I going to do with my time? And we're going to, you know, what's going to excite me and fuel me? to get me up out of bed and doing something, whether it's doing something for money or whether it's doing something for volunteer or whether it's just doing something for fun. And, and each of us, of course, has to explore that path on your own. And, and as we do, or as we do with our partner, we'll, um, we'll become more clear and, and, it'll, uh, and it'll unfold as it will. Yeah, and yeah, to be honest with you, it's not totally clear right now, but and, and certainly the other thing you've got to be prepared for is all the changes that can happen, right? I, I can plan it to go a certain way in the next few years and uh, things could change that are beyond my control and I've got to be ready to, to yeah. go a different direction all the time. You've got to be adaptable. Well, if we've learned anything of this past 18 months, it's, uh, it's that uncertainty um, can, <laughs> can be... Uh, uh, a very prevailing thing and we need to be able to, to you know to roll with it and 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 respond to it as best we can so uh, we'll see what will unfold as time goes ahead so um here's another question for you now looking backward if you could go back and talk to yourself at some point in your past whether that be way back as a kid whether that be last week anytime in between um about some point or some lesson learned or key bit of advice that you could give for you to yourself, what would you, what would you say to your former self and, and why, why this well, advice? There is one specific thing. And um, <clears throat> when I, uh, there's one thing that I wish I could go back and teach myself or tell myself or have someone teach me. Yeah. I had a funny growing up, I was never taught about money. Okay. Well, this is, yeah, I was not taught how to save money, what to do with money. I didn't, I just didn't. Where I look at the difference now of people that teach their kids, some people do, and show them, show them how to make money, keep money, save money, and plan. And I never had that. And that goes back to a little bit what I talk about with my wife and the balance of my life. 
is I'm here today because of her help with with the stuff I wasn't good at and and you actually did you plan to make it come to this point Brent (laughs) (laughs) just kind of flows that way I love it perfect (laughs) perfect well but you know what that's it's uh each of us of course has uh has barriers or walls or, or or things that we had to overcome traps that we fell into along the way uh aspects of business mastery that if we you know we wish we would have had them sooner than later um to a degree it it would it would help things and and certainly it's one of those things that as advice as you give that that others can look at and and start down that path sooner than later Uh, at the same time um the the struggles that you may have felt as a result of that led you to the part of the connection that that you and your wife have and and her being able to support the way she does part of it has led to many of the decisions that you would have made along the way so there's you know there's the 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 silver lining i guess that kind of comes with that but um yeah when we can look back from our position now and say if i would have had that that would have made things a little bit easier along the way so thanks for sharing that particular one about yourself yeah um we're just going to wind down our discussion here today it's been great chatting with you mark but um is there is there any particular question that uh, that i should have asked you that you would have liked to ask you uh here today that uh, that you'd like to to answer for me before we call it a day. Anything that you felt, oh, I wish we would have talked about this. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I I can't think of anything specific uh, that you should have asked me. Um, I, I just I just think the thing that's kept me going through my whole life is just generally speaking a positive attitude and that things that's the way I live just things will work out if you let them (laughs) I don't know that's that's how I live my life and and uh you know and it does and I think you you know me knowing of you that as I do that uh that that does seem to work out well um I guess when we have that more often than not it uh it gives the opportunity for it to work out, you know, and the times that it doesn't, if you can maintain that good attitude, uh, like you say, then, then at least we, we can certainly bounce back, learn from it and grow from it and, and, uh, and allow ourselves to move forward. So Mark, um, if any of our listeners are interested in having your team care for their vehicle or getting a new set of tires, how can they best reach you? You know what, the best uh, way to reach me is, well, actually, you could Google my name. I, uh, I'll come up there, Mark Tellier Tirecraft, right away. Um, okay. The, uh, I've got the uh, Tirecraft website. You just go tirecraft.ca backslash uh, my address, 122.0818th Ave. Um, we can uh, call us. Uh, we're not open weekends. So we're just Monday to Friday. So that's one important thing to know because life is short. Uh, So we just do the Monday to Friday. But uh, yeah, call us, uh, reach out to us on our website. Um, We can schedule you in and start a relationship uh, looking after your car. 
All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, um, certainly highly recommend people to come on and check you out because I know the great work that you do. You've helped me out a number of occasions. And uh, thank you again today for taking some time out and talking with me. I'd love to, uh, to chat about this some more and even get to know you a little bit better in understanding and hearing your entrepreneurial story and how it's unfolding for you and hopefully how it continues to fold into the or unfold into the future. So thanks again, Mark. Have a great uh, uh, day ahead and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. You bet. Thanks so much, Brad. Thank you for listening today. I hope this episode resonated with you and inspires you to take a step towards achieving real success and experiencing your best life. If you got value today, please consider writing a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or click the like button on this episode wherever you're listening. Then please share it with a business owner that you know really needs to hear its message. I appreciate your help in extending our reach to support entrepreneurs everywhere. Don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you love to listen so that you can get notified when all new episodes are released. And one last thing, if you're ready to step onto your pathway of change, and want to dive even deeper into the seven pillars of real success, go to my website at entrepreneurialfreedom.ca and you'll find a link to my post called The Seven Pillars of Real Success. I know it will help. The website once again, entrepreneurialfreedom.ca. We'll be back soon with our next episode. Until then, be healthy, be happy, and have a day full of real success.